Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be together as a family. Speak your word into our hearts. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in a unique and fantastic way. Let everyone under the sound of my voice leave this place with a blessing. Let them leave this place with healing. Let them leave this place with deliverance. Let them leave this place with direction in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. How's everybody? Great, 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 great. I promised you last week that I'll teach you a song, so let's, let's give it a try. So if you can put these words on the screen, we'll take it from there. It says, I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible and I. That's the whole song. Okay? I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible and I. All right. Did you get everything? I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible and I. You shop? I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel to play that can give us a temple. My Bible and I. That's the whole song. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together. Just play it one, not two. Uh I have a wonderful treasure. Gift of God without measure, we will travel together. My Bible and I, I have a one. We are singing it until you get it. If I can have a little high in my sound, I'll sound a little like a singer. We will travel together. My Bible and I. Isn't it a beautiful song? I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. You are doing well. We will travel together. My Bible and I. Let's try it one more time. I have a 
Sisters, one more time. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. It's rattling. We will travel together. Everybody singing, I have a wonderful treasure, a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel to. If you have your Bible, if you have your Bible, if you have your Bible here, take your Bible and let us. This is the song we are going to sing every Sunday before we hear the word of God. I'm teaching you today before I, I task you with it. So if you have a Bible, take your Bible and let us sing that I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God. It has no measure. We will travel together. We will go together. We will come together. Mm-hmm. My Bible and I. Some of you are thinking my husband and I. Your husband when he's lying by you in the night, he doesn't even mind you. You are like a plywood. Yeah, when he goes to work, he stops thinking about you. By your Bible, God is always thinking about you. It's time to put your faith in the word of God. Lift up your Bible, let us all sing. I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without Up your Bible, it says, This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. 
I will be taught from this Bible today. My heart is open. My spirit is ready. And I will be blessed. Put your hands together for the Lord. Let's give him glory for his word. Hallelujah. Alright, I'm excited to see all of you. I believe we are going to have a terrific service. I can even feel the atmosphere. As I preach, God's word is going to bring deliverance into your life. Some of you are here needing healing. God is going to bring healing into your life. Bible says he sent forth his word. And he delivered them from their destruction. And he healed their diseases. Today God's word is going to deliver somebody from destruction. Hallelujah. So open your heart. Receive the word of God. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, turn with you to 1 Corinthians chapter, 1 Timothy chapter number 4. I'm reading. Today I'm talking about the word of God. Hallelujah. How to benefit from the word of God. Or how to profit from the word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. He says in verse 13, Paul is speaking to Timothy. He says, till I come, give attention to reading, exhortation, and prophecy. Neglect not the gift which is upon you, which was given to you by prophecy and by the laying of hands of the presbytery. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear unto all. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine, that when thou, after thou hast preached, thou will both save thyself and them that hear you. Put your hands together for the word of God. Now, in this piece of scripture, Paul exalts us that, listen, give attention to reading, to exhortation, which is preaching, and to prophecy, which also has to do with the word of God. Alright? Then he talks about something else. Just the gift of God that is in you. Don't neglect it. Then he comes back to the word of God. Then he says, meditate on these things. Give yourself totally to them so that your profiting may appear unto all. Then he gives a final advice. He says, take a heed unto thyself. Look after yourself. If you are in the church, you have to look after yourself. And then take heed unto the doctrine. There, he, he said, that, be careful what you hear or be careful When it comes to the word of God, not everything that is being preached there, you just go for it. Because as I've told you, go for the word of God, then you just keep going for anything. Like It's like you've gone to the doctor, you look maybe anemic or unwell. Doctor says, so drink a lot of fluids. So then you go home and then you start drinking everything that is liquid. So you start with apple juice. Then you drink Amahel. Then now you drink beer. Then you drink whiskey. Then all these fish eagle. Do you get it? All these things. And you say, oh, the doctor said I should be drinking fluids. And Mr. Pastor, 
black label is a fluid. Last time I checked, black label is a fluid. So I'm drinking. So he said, be careful what word you receive. So that after you have preached, or after you've done what you have done, you will, number one, save yourself and save those who help you. But my main scripture is in 15. It says, give yourself completely to it. Why? So that your profiting will appear to everybody. As we use God's word, God is expecting us to profit from it. Amen. Say amen. amen. God is expecting his word to profit us. It's not that you keep coming to church, somebody keeps preaching and you keep going, but you are the same. There is no change, there's no improvement, there's no victory in your life, there's no advancement in your life, there's no progress in your life. God expects that as you hear his word over and over and over again, there will be profiting in your life. There will be progress in your life. I see victory coming into your life. I see progress coming into your life. Now, one day, a certain guy who had been in church for a while, listening to preaching for so many years, went to his grandfather and said to his grandfather, he said, Grandfather, I've been listening to God's word for a while and I've not seen any change. I go, I'm full when I'm in church, but when I get home, I'm empty. And the grandfather said to him, it's like using a bucket to fetch water. You go and fetch the water, you come and pour it. No matter how dirty the, ba- the bucket is. As you keep fetching the water and pouring it, after some time, you notice that if nothing at all has happened, the bucket becomes cleaner. The water that goes in and out makes the bucket clean. So after you have been exposed to God's word for some time, there must be some cleansing. Are you the one who I owe McDonald's? Today is your Sunday. Your best friend. Today can also be your Sunday. Hallelujah. So, as a church, we must be determined, and as a Christian, you must be determined that coming to church is not just some presentation that we do on Sunday so that we feel less sinful. Because, I mean, it looks a certain way, oh, I go to church. So that at least when you go to an environment, they are talking about those who are holy, you can add yourself by reason of the fact that you go to church. But that there will be real profit, real progress in, matter in our lives through the word of God. It says, give yourself to it. If you give yourself to it, you're profiting. Not only will you profit, but everybody will begin to see that you are profiting. I gave my life to Christ in 1996. Yeah, I became born again. 1996. Yeah, 22 years ago. As time was going, Reverend David was not yet born. Okay. As time was going, I, I, even when I look back now, I can see that the word of God has really profited me. Yeah, I talk to people and they wonder, how come you know all these things? It's by reading the word of God. David said, because of your word, I've become wiser than even professors. I sit with professors and I talk to them as though they are my co-equals. Why? Because of the word of God. May God's word also profit you. Amen. 
May it not just be we come and we dance. I'm happy I enjoy the dancing today. We must dance always like that, please. When we come to church, there must be a lot of dancing. Look, we are believing God one day will be in a place we will not have these pillars in the way. There will be space there and we will dance. And when we get to a bigger place, we will fix the sound even better. When you hear the sound, you will be so shocked. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm into sound. That, when I come around instrumentalist gift, we need to buy it. They look funny to me. Because before I enter, I already know what we need. Me, myself. I need a thing more than you, the technician, thinks that you need the thing. Do, do you get it? We will do the sound. When you enter the church, and you hear the sound, when we hit the bass, you won't hear the bass. You are not supposed to hear it. You are supposed to feel it. Yeah, you don't hear it. When you listen to Bob Marley, do, 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 you don't hear. You feel the, the thing moving in you. Yeah, you feel it. And then we will dance and sweat. That's when we will attempt to dance so that our clothes will fall off. Then we and David will be the same. Yeah. That time is coming. So let's continue. The, put your hands together for yourself. Let's continue the dancing. Let's continue the singing. Let's continue it. But that is not where it ends. God's word must profit you. We all come to Christ in a state. That's why I don't bother about what state you are in when you come to the... As I'm standing, I'm not worried if you just finished sleeping with a boy or girl or both and you walk into the church. It's not relevant to this morning's discussion. At all. I'm not bothered at all. No, no, no. You can even give me evidence to show that this is what you have just finished doing before you came to church. It doesn't bother me at all. Reason is that as you keep coming and you keep hearing God's word, and you keep hearing God's word, you will see that God's word is refining you. It's refining you. So, we'll look at the same you who smokes daha before you come into church Sunday morning. Some three years down the line. When you wake up, you have to quote some scriptures just because you are woken up. You just get out of your bed. Then you shake yourself. I'm a, this is for just waking up. No, no, no. This is for just waking up. No, no. Somebody, why, why are you speaking all this? No, I just woke up. That's all. When I wake up, this, I, I wake up like this. Yeah. So I am not worried at all. Therefore, you too don't be worried. Expose yourself to the word of God. As you expose yourself, you will begin to see a change happening in your life. So how do we benefit from that? How can we make the word of God beneficial to us. Number one, I'm just going to give you three quick steps and then we are done. Number one, read it. He starts by saying, give attention to reading. Read it. Read it. Listen to it. Watch it. Read it. Read it. It's so surprising that in the church, you have people who don't read the Bible. That's why I even taught you the song, I have a wonderful treasure. So that you can see that the word of God is a treasure. It's a gift from God and it's without measure. And we'll travel together, my Bible and I. Read it. If you don't read it, you can't benefit from what you don't know. 
You cannot. Even if God wants to use you greatly, he will use you to the measure of what you know. Yeah. He will use you to how... Look, whatever, even in your workplace, they can't promote you beyond what you know. It's only in black government that you have people who don't know anything and have been given positions. But even that with time, it shows. If you don't read the word of God and you don't know it, you, you are a non-starter. The word cannot do anything to you. So, since we are, none of us is born with the Bible inside our heads already, you have to read it. When Jesus went into the temple for the first time, the Bible says he opened the Bible and he read. And when he read, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to declare the acceptable yield. When he finished, he closed the Bible and said, today this scripture is fulfilled. Until he opened it to read it, he couldn't say that this scripture is fulfilled. He had to, even Jesus, he had to open it to read it. So, Junior, you have to read it. Or else, you will be in the church for 22 years and you see your colleagues going forward. And you'll be wondering, why me? And that's when we start, maybe because I have sinned. But look, sin is not one, sin, sin is not important to God. It's not, look, God just wants it out of your life. But it's not like God is going around with a radar. How much sin do you have? You have righteousness, 98.34%. It's left with sin, 1.26%. And then the other one is neutral. No, no, no. God is not interested in that. God is not interested in that. So people start to blame it on so many things. Now we blame ancestors. So it's my ancestors who have caused it. Your ancestors, they are dead. I said they are what? Dead. And as they are dead, they are either in heaven or they are in hell. That's all. They don't contribute anything to this present world. Their time here is finished and past. That's all. It's finished. It's gone. Some of you blame old ladies. Oh, there's an old lady in my village. It's a witch. And I don't know why when they are always catching a witch, they catch an old lady. Because you never, I mean, can you, see, can you imagine saying, you meet Peeway on the way, say, this, please stand up if you don't mind. You meet this, this pastor on the way, say, he say, he's a witch. A male, a male witch is what? Yeah, he's a wizard. I mean, Aniki, can you imagine? The way he will beat you. The way he will use the witchcraft to beat you. You will never call him a witch again. Ever. It will be that. That's why anytime you hear in a community, say, we have found a witch. If you like, go and see. It's an old lady who cannot defend herself, cannot do anything. Then they say, she's a witch. Yeah, they say she's a witch. No, if I show you signs of witchcraft, you will not be happy on this Sunday morning. Because you can easily see some of the signs in, in a place that you don't want to see. Please sit down. Thank you very much. No, in a place that you don't want to see. So I won't even give you the sign. Even just only three signs. Only three signs. You are curious. Let me continue my preach. I'll put it on the church WhatsApp group where you will see. Domination, manipulation, intimidation, stubbornness. These are signs of witchcraft. So you can easily be sitting next to a witch. 
Yeah. She's always putting you under pressure. Always putting you under pressure. You are dealing with witchcraft. That's why I said I don't want to go there. If I go there, I'll spoil your lunch. So let's stay with, I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible and how to benefit from the Bible. Read it. Let you read it. You spend enough time on WhatsApp, which means you can read. Read the Bible also. Read it. Take some time. Wake up in the morning. Take some five minutes. Read the Bible. Take another ten minutes. Lunch break. Read something small. Read it. Because if you don't know it, you can't use it. That's why a lot of Christians don't benefit. They only hear the word of God on Sunday. But it says, till I come, give attention to three types of the word of God. Reading, exhortation. Exhortation is preaching. Prophecy is prophetic preaching. That's all. Three types of the word of God. Reading, hearing it, and inspirational speakings from the word of God. Give attention to it. Number two, I've almost finished preaching. What a nice church. The pastor starts, by the time you blink your eye twice, he's about to finish preaching. Yeah, what a church. Number two, meditate on it. Meditate on it. Meditate on the word of God. What does it mean to meditate on the word of God? Think about it. Matter it. Think about it. Think about this thing that I have read. What does it mean? What does it mean? Think about it. Many people, you see, so we have left one category behind. Those who don't read the Bible. We have none of them came to church today. All of you came to church today. You read the Bible. Okay. So we are all readers. Tell your neighbor, I read the Bible. I'm starting tomorrow. Actually, I'm starting even today. I read the Bible. Now we want to leave another category behind. Many people who read the Bible don't think about what they are reading. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, became poor that he might be rich. That was a scripture. You have already forgotten. That's a scripture. We, that, you see, that's what I'm saying. That's a scripture you were trying to quote. This morning, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet became poor, yet for your sake became poor, that ye, through his poverty, might be rich. That's it. But we don't think about it. But after you have read it, now think about it. Meditate on it. Paul says in verse, verse 16, says, meditate on these things. Meditate, think about it. What does it mean? How does it apply to me? How does it apply? Because you have to make it applicable to you. This morning we had a situation. A brother was sharing with me two dreams. As he shared the two dreams, I told him, dreams are powerful. But the word of God is more powerful. Let's stay with the word of God. Because at this time, this dream, you can explain it to mean this or explain it to mean that. You can explain it to be a bad dream or explain it to be a good dream. I want good things. So, let's stay 
with the word of God. So this thing that I have read, what does it mean to me? How does it apply? As we ask, I'm sure I said read them, but maybe you stage step one alone. You have been caught by a shark, beaten by a shark, or swallowed by a whale. So today's preaching for some of you, what it means to you is that you have to start reading the Bible. That's all it means to you. Before you can even start thinking of step two. So if you you are not thinking of step three, then you are even misapplying the word because you don't do one and two. And when you don't do one and two, you don't, you don't have anything for three. Hallelujah. So meditate on it. Think about it. In Joshua 1, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And thou shalt observe to do as is written thereof. Then thou shalt make your way prosperous. And thou shalt have good success. It says, when you meditate on the word, that is when you begin to enter the road of prosperity. And have success, proper success. Not success that you are always looking behind you. I, have, I saw a video recently of a wedding. A girl has come for a wedding. Then a second bride showed up. I've officiated a wedding like that where there was one groom and two brides. Now I'm your pastor. I've seen so many things. You'll be so surprised. I told you if I let you be me, you can resign. I said, wedding, we came, Reverend David. We came for the wedding. There was the groom. And then we were waiting for the bride. Then they started to play that. Do you know how to play? Pam, pam, pana. That's what they play first to announce that the bride has arrived. Then, when the bride starts walking in, they start to play pam, pam, pana. Pam, pam. Your wedding is coming. Your wedding, your wedding, your wedding is coming. Pam. I was standing on the stage because usually I stand on the stage. Then I say, Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome. When I hear, when they play that thing, then I say, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the bride. Then the bride will start coming from the back. Look, when I lifted up my head, that was the father coming with the bride that I know. And then there was a second bride dressed in white, white, veil, everything. I said, what is this? So I was surprised. So I came down from the stage. Very dramatic. I came down from the stage. And I look at this one. And I look at this one. I said, ah, this is the one I know. Then I took this one from the father. I said, I said, stop this one and the father. Then I took the one I knew. Then I brought it to the guy. Later they explained to me that they are twins. And in the culture, if they are twins and the twin is getting married, the other must come also be like the person is being married. I mean, be part of the... I said over my dead body and I'm not dying today. So, 
it won't happen. So throughout the wedding, it was a beast. As I'm doing the wedding, when I called the bride, then the other one, I said, I said, when Kalapansi. Come and see me and the family. I said, you, go and sit down. Then at a point, I realized I had to change to the local language so that they know that I'm... I said, Wena, Kalapansi. Ma, Kalapansi. Kaleza, Kaleza. Kaleza, Kalapansi. So at a point, I left the bride and I came and I said, sit down. Do you understand what I'm saying? And don't stand up again. She sat down. She was afraid. Because when you look at my size, if you like, call me a witch. Yeah, although I intimidated her. Yeah, because she was also intimidating us with her presence. Yeah, and I did the wedding to the end. When they were going to file out, and they lined up, she was going to join. The, the ashes came to catch her, and they moved her to the side. Thank God for ashes. Nelson, you need muscles for the work. If you are going to be ushering with me, you need muscles because I get into fights a lot. Hey, Pastor, last week, but you said that you don't fight. Yes, I don't get into physical combat. Yeah. Because I like the way my face looks. Hey. Before you realize you have punched me, my hair is swollen. No. I don't. My makeup cannot cover it, please. Good success. That's what I'm talking about. So when you marry, you marry properly. When you get a job, you get a job properly. When you break through, you break. Not a breakthrough that every day you are, when you see a, a cop, a traffic cop pass, you are checking, is my disc expired? Is this, is this? I mean, no. No. Many, many years ago, we used to live in a certain country. Anytime we are walking out, you see police cars passing there. People, somebody who's busy in a hurry to catch a bus or a train. Oh, suddenly, he's making a phone call. Uh, um, hello, hello, please. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm coming. I'm almost there. Then, okay, then the police has passed, then they continue on. How can you live in a country like that? You can't move around freely. That's not good success. Just if you meditate on the word. Someone, the scripture pastor read to us at the beginning. He says, blessed is the man that walketh not in, in the way of the ungodly, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, or standeth in the way of sinners. But his delight, his excitement, his joy is in the word of the Lord. And in the law of the Lord that he meditates, does he think about, does he reason on day and night. Then the Bible tells us what his life will be. It says he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We shall bring forth its fruit in this season. And his leaves also will not wither. You will stop drying up. Some of you put up too much makeup to just look fresh. You will stop drying up. Allow the word of God to go into you. You will stop drying up. If I tell you my age, some of you will be surprised. Yeah, if I tell you my age, some of you will be surprised. Yeah, you will be surprised. Do you know Hector Peterson? Do you remember when Hector Peterson was shot? Do you remember? Do you remember? When was he shot? When was he shot? 1976. I was around. No, I was around. 
what's going on? Ah, do you have the picture? No, I don't mean I was around where he was shot. Why are you so... I don't mean I was around where he was shot. I mean, I was, I, I was already born. And I wasn't a baby. Yeah, one day I was with a certain lady. She was trying to talk to me about education, something. And I was giving her advice. And sometimes when you are giving people advice, they think they know everything already. I was giving her advice. She said, oh, oh but pastor, you know, but you, you are very young. I said, listen, I, can't, I don't need to know your age, but I know that. I'm not only older than you, but I'm far older than you. I said, don't, don't be deceived. I'm just handsome. You may not be. That's why you look older. That's why you look like my mother. But, yeah. I said, that's why you look like my mother. But don't miss it. I'm, I'm, it's more likely I'm far older than you. Oh, I said, when Hector Peterson was shot, were you born? He said, no. I said, you're a baby. You're a baby. But why do we always look fresh and alive? The word of God. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. So there's always water. So you are always fresh. He says, his leaves will not wither. You see people 27 years, you're already withering. You're already withering. You're already drying up. You are losing weight like a medical emergency. Yeah, you're already drying up. This morning, I, t- I sent a doctor, actually my doctor, I told her, I need to see you today. I said, I have a medical emergency. I need answers. Come and answer. And it's not like I'm sick. No, no, no. I need to ask her questions about somebody's problem. So I said, he said, I said wherever you are in Deban, I need to see you today. Find your way to where I am and find me. I need to see you today. Some of you are losing weight like, like a medical emergency. Drying up. You are stressed. I talked to a girl. She was unemployed. She was fine. I was looking after her. I pay her bills, pay her rent, look after her. I mean, look after her, cry. Then she got a job. When she got a job, they gave her this type of your 12,000 type of salaries. Then, first month passed. Then, a few weeks into the second month, she said she was not well. She's going to see the doctor. She went to see the doctor. I said, what did the doctor say? He said, the doctor said, I am stressed. He said, I'm stressed. Blood is coming out of my nose. I'm stressed. I said, I will even beat you up. Because I was looking after you with less. Blood was not coming out of your nose. Now you have twice or even three times as much as I was spending on you. Now you say you are stressed. Shame on you. Some of you are stressed too much. It's time to meditate. Every problem you have, there's a solution in the Bible. Yeah. And don't say that the Bible was written many years ago, so it doesn't apply to me. It doesn't apply to you. How long? Something that has existed, outlived your grandmother, outlived you, will outlive you, outlive your mother, outlive even your children. You say it's not modern. It's time to take the word of God and think about it. Your situation, there's a solution in the Bible. If only you would think about it. The reason why, sometimes we are reading the verse which has the solution to our problem. 
But because we don't meditate on it, we don't think about it. We don't think that this verse even holds the solution to my problem. Yeah. Your problem is poverty. Today the solution has been given to us. First Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. Go home and be thinking about it. It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That although he was rich, yet for your sake became poor. That through his poverty, you might become rich. You go and sit down with him and say, what does it mean? How? Okay, so fine, I agree. I might become rich. So how do I become rich? Through this grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, rather you are waiting for FMB. A newsletter from FMB. FMB has no intentions of making you rich. If you see them, tell them that I said, neither does Absa, even Capitec West. They have no intention of making you rich. Not even one. Your boss has no intention to make you rich. Your boss actually is part of the, let me call it, in, in, in business, then we call it an oligarchy, which is a collection of people who run the market. So it's like a mafia. Your boss is part of the mafia to keep you poor. Because as soon as you become rich, you stop working for him. And what did you think? Oh, but they give me 35,000. They have calculated everything from the amount of intelligence you have. 35,000 will keep you coming for the next 50 years. Will keep you. You keep coming back. You keep coming. Some of those of you end like 6,000 here that somebody earns 27,000. 35,000, after they've taken tax and everything, the person will get like 27. That's number one. You say, oh, but Pastor, me, if I have 27, I'll do so much. Wait till you have the intelligence for 27 and you start collecting 27. When you start collecting 27, you see that 27 doesn't do much. It's all, the system is structured so that you come back poor. It's, not, it's a structure. Don't deceive yourself. So I'm going to, the only person who can actually make you rich is God. It's God. And through his word. Then you will become rich. Then when you be, you will see, then your 27 can do so many things that somebody else cannot do with the same 27. Then they'll say, eh, they are racist at the workplace. They like you more than, meanwhile, you are the same color. Just different shades. Yeah, just different shades of the same color. By the word, if you meditate, Bible says you make your way prosper. Number three, I close on this one. I close on this one. The third and important point: do the word of God. Obey the word of God. Do it. Do it. Just like Nike says, just do it. Do it. You have met. You have read it. You have thought about it. You have an idea what it's trying to tell you. You know what it means to you. Also, meditation is let it be on your mind the whole day. Some of us let a lot of useless things stay on our minds the whole day. One funny video you watch on somebody's status. The whole day. That's all that is on your mind. 
I mean, when I say the whole day, I mean morning and evening. That's what is on your mind. There's a friend of mine who has a video. He's one of our pastors of a guy descending, actually trampling down from, like Humpty Dumpty, rolling down from a hill to the ground. And he writes under it, only one basenta that they are inviting you for. And you are running away. Look at the problems you are creating. So what he's saying is that the guy is being invited to a basenta meeting. And then he's running away from the basenta leader. That's why he's falling down the hill. <laughs> Every Saturday, he has his basenta on Saturday. Every Saturday, he puts it as his status to inform all his basenta members that if you are running away from Basenta, you fall down from a hill and roll down. <laughs> like Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty together again. Now, this is not in the Bible. Okay, it's just a nursery rhyme. So, what stays on your mind the whole day? Some of you can think of a guy the whole day. Yeah. I mean, he's going through your mind the whole day. By midday, he's even tired. <laughs> because you have exercised him so much. The whole day. He's just running up and down your mind. Up and down. He doesn't even need to go to... He doesn't know why he's losing weight so much. It's because you don't let him rest. Yeah, the whole day is running through your mind. From here to here to here to here. The whole day. Yeah. It's time to think of something else. Think of the word of God. Now, if you can think of food, food, just food, just food, just food. Hmm. I can't wait for lunchtime. Lunchtime, I'm going to eat a bowl of pap with a bowl of uh, rocks and uh, this. And uh, just you'll be thinking about the food, the whole day. By the time you even come, the McDonald's, like as I even said, the McDonald's, so Leto is not listening to the preaching again. Even as she was coming from home this morning, she said, oh, thank God, it's finally Sunday. If today I come and Reverend Daniel doesn't come and he tells us that he's in Marysburg, I will go to Marysburg and find him there. As for the McDonald's, no can journey, I must get it. Today is the day. So throughout the preaching, pre- pre- when I said, you are the man, he said, oh, thank God, he remembers. Those of you who were not here last week, I promised her last week that today I'll buy her McDonald's. So throughout the preaching, he said, read, read the word of God. As she's reading, she can see McDonald's. And a big M with a small C, a big D with a small O. Hey, meditate on it. She's thinking, which type of beggar is there? Jalapeno or Big Mac? Chicken fold over or nuggets? Hey, she's just thinking. Cotta pounder or deluxe meal? She's thinking about it. My God. Number three, do the word of God. James 1.21, Bible says, lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the pure and engrafted word of God, which is able to save 
your soul. So it says, humble yourself and receive the word of God. Don't say, oh, but this word is too simple. It's too simple. I thought he was coming to preach about uh, when, when Aaron, when uh, Moses poured the oil upon the head of Aaron that flowed through his head, into his beard, through to the skirts of his garment, and when the anointing flows upon Mount Hermon like the dew of Hermon, and there the Lord commanded his blessing, even life forever. You don't even know where that scripture is. So I thought that's what he was coming to preach. He was coming to explain why something had seven dreadlocks. Then I would see that he said, the Bible says, humble yourself. The word of God is the word of God. Even if we come, we read Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. It's enough to bless and change something in your life. So humble yourself. It's, the, it's not even the pastor we are dealing with. We are dealing with the word of God. So humble yourself. And the word of God is able to save your soul. Then the next verse he says, be ye doers. He says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. He says, it's not enough to hear the word. It's nice when you hear it. It's nice when you go to podcasts and you listen to it. But it's, it's, it's not enough. He says, also be doers. Do the work of word of God. Do it. Do it. He says, for if anyone hears the word of God, and does not do it. I will show you who he's like. He's like a man who beholds his natural self in a glass image. And straight away he goes away. This is what happens to him. When he turns away, he forgets what type of man he is. It's like you just look in the mirror. How, how, when was the last time you looked in the mirror? This morning. Do you, do you know what you are looking like? I don't want to tell you. Because if I tell you, you can run to the bathroom. Yeah. You look at oh, nice. Then you move. By the time you get there, even the thing has changed in a way. It has turned in a way. I'm almost done, so don't change anything. On your side. Okay, good. By the time you go, what you thought it was, is not anymore. Because you just look at yourself and say, wow. That's why ladies are always, I have a lady in Marysburg. When I'm preaching, when I, so I was trying to show my wife the lady. I said, oh, the makeup lady. Because I didn't know how to. Because I didn't know her name. Because I don't go there regularly also. So some of the people, I don't know them. So I was trying to show her. Look, you preach for about five, ten minutes. Then she'll take a minute. Straight in. Then she'll continue. And you, you can't also complain. Because she, she looks at you attentively listening, happy, excited. It's not like she's not these people that when you are preaching, they are pressing their phone. No, no, no. She's listening. But after 10 minutes, then she'll check and make everything where it is. I hear giraffes have two, two sets or three to cover first layer, second layer, third layer. Yeah. So she'll just check. Is it where I put it? Yeah, where I put it? Because it's not natural. It, was, it didn't grow there. You put some there. It can move here, it can move here. So, is it really? To make sure she doesn't, she sweats upwards, not downwards. Hey! Checking her makeup. He says, that's how it is like when you hear God's word, you don't do it. It's just like that. But when you hear God's word, it says, but he that looketh in the perfect law of liberty. Oh! And continue and continuous therein, which means he looks in it, he reads it, and he does it. Oh, 
That's the person who prospers. The word of God will prosper if you do it. Yeah. You will see real prosperity, real progress if you obey God's word. You have taken God's word, you have read it. It says, let fornication not be once named amongst you. You decide, I'm going to do it. So, it's hard. Considering how often I have been doing, I have been doing this fornication. I mean, I was at manufacturing level, not, I mean, doing it in bulk supply. I mean, I was really doing it, but I'm going to stop. And you start to stop. He says, when you do it, then now you begin to see God's word profit you. But when you don't do it, Jesus, in your time, it was just Mary Magdalene and Mary those people, they, they, they were not nice. Oh, this is our time. The new girls that your father God has made, Mr. Jesus, they are not easy girls. Oh, different ones. Very, very great ones. Big ones, small ones, slim ones, tall ones, fair ones, dark ones. God, look, priest, 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 Mr. Jesus. The, God has created variety now, so times are different. So, this thing you say, uh, fornication or whatever you are saying. I don't think it applies to us. Well, then that's the same thing that will end up destroying you. Same thing. Maybe you are here, you steal a little, you read the Bible, but say, let him that stole steal no more. You say, hey, how can I survive without stealing? I had a friend of mine, when we travel during the school holidays, he shoplifts. I mean, he would do everything, work normally, but he just walk into a shop. I mean, these big shops. By the time he's getting out, he has something on him. And he knows the camera, how to beat the camera, everything. Oh, no, no, it's, it's a skill. So by the time we are coming back to school, about half of the things he's coming with. Yeah. He hates the I tell you, he hates the shop. Clean. Whilst we are struggling with the little we got from the work to shop, he is having overweight. Yeah, half of the things are stolen. So maybe you, that's how you have survived all these years. But you tell yourself, look, once I've seen it in the Bible, Ephesians 4, I've seen it in the Bible that says, let him that stole steal no more. I am going to obey it. And I'm going to trust God to provide for me. I'm just going to trust God. Initially, it will be difficult. Some of you are in relationships with people for financial reasons. For fine, I'm closing, so don't be worried. For financial reasons. For financial reasons. What do I mean for financial reasons? For what you get in return. Your rent is paid. You have a place to sleep. You get financial gains for it. Not because you love the person or anything. It's just so that your airtime is just to maintain, maintain your, your hairstyle. No, maintain the wig. You know, that is also a wig made by a Chinese. Do you know that Brazilian hair is made in China? So I wonder whether the Brazilians are Chinese or the Chinese are Brazilians. But it's made, when you take it, it's made in China. But just to maintain that lifestyle, so there's a guy. There's the real guy that you love. 
Then there's the maintenance officer. But then you tell yourself, listen, God will take care of me. I'm good. So what, what happens is that initially, life becomes hard. Because before, your total income gotten from all sources, including your parents, as well as the maintenance officer, maybe 5,750 and some coins. Do you get it? But now that the guy is off, it has become 750 and some coins. So definitely life will be more difficult. But it will be difficult for a while. I said it will be difficult for what? A while. A while. Then things will... You, you if you adjust. So you have shoes you don't wear. And how many shoes do you need in a day? How many shoes of you need to just get a boot and move with it all the time? I mean, ladies always say that, guys, we don't understand why you... Sh- Look, if you can afford... Shoes, why not? You can have a whole shop of shoes. It's fine by me. It's not a problem. But not when you can't afford it. You can have all the clothes in the world if you can afford it. But not when you can't afford it. That's where I have a problem. I mean, I enjoy people looking nice. I mean, I enjoy looking nice. And I enjoy nice people around me. Joel, I enjoy it. But... Not when you can afford it. Maybe at this time, all you can afford is one black jacket and three dresses. You just wear your three dresses like that and you keep putting the jacket on it. On the day that is warm, you take off the jacket. Then it's like, wow, it's different. Look, brothers, we don't see the difference. Anybody who can tell me what Aniki was wearing last Sunday without referring to the pictures. Without referring to it. And you are also not her husband. Even her husband has forgotten <laughs> You are also not her husband. After church, come and see me. Because if you get it right, you buy the McDonald's. <laughs> we don't remember. We do unless you are wearing something that is awkward. Yeah. What do I mean? Not awkward, bad. Like last week, you came here after church. You came after church. You came from work. You were wearing what jeans? I don't know whether you wear a blue shirt or a white shirt, white t-shirt, white t-shirt. Uh-huh. The reason why we remember is that she doesn't come to church on Sunday in jeans and white t-shirt. Do you see? So she came after church. So in, straight out, if you, I'm sure if I ask Reverend David, you remember. If I ask Pway, we will all remember because that's not what she usually comes to church. I, that's what I mean. Unless you are wearing something awkward or something out of place. Not even something bad, but something out of place. Then we remember. But if she was wearing her, the week before, whatever you watch, we don't remember. Next week, we'll be asking you, what were you wearing? Like, we we'll remember that you were wearing black and black. Now that we have said it, so we have marked it in our mind, so that next Sunday we'll remember. But if we don't mark it, we will never remember. So don't put yourself under unnecessary pressure. You cry, I don't remember what you were wearing. Were you even wearing anything? We don't even <laughs> Do the work of God. When you read something, do it. When you read something. We have come this far. Not because we are special. We've come this far by doing what we see in the Bible. I pray that as you do it, God's blessing will come into your life. Put your hands together for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Let's share. It says, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed 
in his deeds. May you be blessed in your deeds. I said, may you be blessed in your deeds. Hallelujah. Lift your hand. Let us pray. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Bless them. Let it be well with them. As we take your word and as we do it, let us be blessed by it. Let your word indeed be a wonderful treasure to us. Let us give attention to it. Let us read it. Let us read it. Let us meditate on it. And let us do it. To you be glory. To you be praise. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Wonderful. You are here this morning. Maybe somebody invited you to church. But you know in your heart that if you are to die today. You won't make it to heaven. But I want to say pastor please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. If you are here like that. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I'm inviting you to Jesus. Bible says, God so loved the world, he gave us his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants you to have everlasting life. He doesn't want you to perish. That's why I'm making this call. Every eye closed. If you are here, just close your eyes so that you can give privacy to everybody. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus today. Lift up your right hand with me. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus today. Before I leave this place, I want to make sure that my name is written in the book of life. Pastor, please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, from today, I am born again. Thank you for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated in the presence of God. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.